We dove into the hamper and feasted on elegant hotel sandwiches, fruit tarts, coffee, and bottled water. Well away from the ants. Appetites satisfied, strength restored after the overhill hike, we rigged up with masks and breathing tubes, and then snorkeled till we turned blue and beyond. The beauty of the reef was more breathtaking than any ever seen in National Geographic. Besides the drifting, startlingly vibrant, wildly exotic fish and swaying coral life, behind those waving veils of darting fins and see-through fan corals, it turned out that our particular reef ridge was actually a mammoth colony of sea clams. As we scrutinized our venue closely through the magnifying glass of the masks, we discovered a fanciful collection of every shape, color, and size of clam imaginable, all neatly fitted and wedged together. From giant to tiny, from great pulsing velvety neon-spotted lips to little wee zipper-like slits, their crescent shells were astonishingly rimmed with shimmering beads of cobalt blue, or electric orange, or some of the brightest green, all fluorescing in the filtered sunlight. Gorgeous colors, caused entirely by algae. The variety of all aspects of these bivalves was extraordinary. Some were as tiny as dimes, and at least one was about the size of a king-size bed. I wondered seriously if I would fit into that big one if he decided he wanted more than plankton. While drifting face down in the gentle tide, aimlessly scrutinizing this display, all of a sudden, in one terrifying, paralyzing moment, my eyes fell on, what was this? A single large golden goatish eye surveying me. A god-awful enormous octopus had locked its gaze on mine from his hidden viewing post in the reef, like maybe I could be dinner. They weren't visible, that vicious parrot-like octopus beak mouth and those long suction cup-lined tentacles, but of course they were there all right down in that hidey hole right along with the rest of him. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, might it snap-wrap me with his eight arms, tucked away now, but could be whipped out in a flash, and dissect me as easily as ripping up a shrimp? Would I be efficiently shredded while drowning? They say octopus feed at night, but maybe this one didn't know that. All were thoughts of a nanosecond. Applying high octane to my flippers, I rocketed away, racking up amazing cramps in every leg muscle, my feet got so rigidly locked up once back safely on the sand, I couldn't even get the swim fins off. But what an incredible, unforgettable sight. A fine swap for the glass-bottomed boat. The reef visit done, flying back was bewitching. The sun's rays were at a low angle, modeling the hilly shoreline and highlighting occasional sheer luminescent wisps of cloud the clouds drifting above a varicolored, shimmering sea, forming moving rainbows. And so we returned to Cooktown. Nick was there to greet and fetch us, grinning and elated that we hadn't killed ourselves. Our sunburns were impressive and we were exhausted. It was so worth it. Hal found some helpful aloe to slather all night long. But no sunburn was going to upstage our five-star dinner, whipped up by the sovereign's own five-star French chef. His chef d'oeuvre was Hal's birthday cake, a rich chocolate nut creation served with celebratory champagne. What could top this?
Brad thought maybe the cute Danish waitress. Mm, that was not in the cards.